Has an amazing idea ever come to you in the shower? Duh, yes, of course it has. That's where all great ideas come to us. Well, have you ever taken that great idea and then turned it into a seven-figure business? I'm betting the answer is no. And that, my friends, is the difference between having an idea and acting on that idea. Welcome to episode 67 of This Shit Works. I'm your host, Julie Brown, and today I am joined by Adam Hendel, the founder of Ballsy, on how he turned his shower idea into a multi-million dollar business in just seven months. This episode is sponsored by Nickerson, a full-service branding, marketing, and PR and communications agency with team members in Boston, Los Angeles, Miami, and New York City. Visit them at NickersonCOS.com. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. The shower is the place we get the best ideas. I've already mentioned that. But those ideas aren't usually about showering. Let me explain. If you look at the shelves in your shower, how many of the products that line those shelves and corners and suction cup baskets are made for women? 99% of the products made for the shower are made for women. Men's products are usually relegated to two-in-one shampoo and conditioner combos or three-in-one products made to clean you from head to toe with not a hint of difference between the skin on your face and the delicate skin on your balls. I don't have my own balls, so I'm making an assumption that the balls are delicate with how much you guys cry over a mere graze to the nether region. For our guest today, this observation came at a time when he was actually looking for more high-quality men's personal care products. Adam, an entrepreneur and e-commerce whiz, realized that there were no products specifically designed to tackle common below-the-belt issues, such as sweat, odor, and chafing. His aha shower moment led not only to Ballsy's first flagship product, Ball Wash, but to a whole new niche in the men's grooming category. It's for the pair down there. So how did Adam take that moment of inspiration and turn it into a seven-figure business in seven months? Let's find out how. Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Julie. I really appreciate it. It's good to be here. Every great company has a founder story. A story describing how and why that company came to be and why it's different from other companies. And I just hinted at your founder's story, a moment of frustration and inspiration that you had in the shower. Can you elaborate? Yeah, absolutely. So it was just as you, you kind of put it, a shower moment, aha idea about shower products. So this was back in probably 2016 now, I was basically just looking around and so happened to notice on this day how many different products my wife had. And, and again, as, as you kind of hinted, like females have always had different products for different areas of the body, where males have kind of been relegated to like value washes and just not very high quality men's care items, especially four or five years ago now. And also around that time, I was seeking out some of these more high quality men's brands. But honestly, they all felt just kind of lame to me. They were more like GQ, upscale, apothecary style brands, and just they weren't fun and inviting. And I thought, 
you know, basically we could take a bold, fun men's brand, pair that up with an area of a guy's body that has been overlooked for whatever reason. <laughs> and uh, Ballsy was born. So in, in Ball Wash, like you said, uh, was, was that kind of aha moment idea in the shower. I literally jumped out of the shower, Google search later, to my surprise and delight, you know, no one had ever created a product called Ball Wash. And I was like, all right, I'm either onto something here or I'm absolutely insane. And that kind of started the entrepreneurial journey into figuring it out and answering that question. And now here we are, you know, four years later after launch and we've grown it substantially and it's been, uh, it's been quite the roller coaster ride. So this is where, what sets you apart from most people, because I would have an idea like that in the shower. I'd be like, geez, there's nothing to wash my balls with. And then that would be it. <laughs> I wouldn't create a multi-million dollar company with it, but I'm assuming you didn't know the first thing about creating a product. So yeah. how do you go from, okay, I have zero experience creating a product to actually formulating a product. Like how does that happen? Yeah, that's a really good question. So honestly, my first thought was to go to YouTube and look up different, like how to make body washes. And that led me to Whole Foods and buy a bunch of essential oils and different ingredients. And like trying to make my own wash out of the gate. And uh, that was fun, but I quickly realized I am definitely a better marketer and entrepreneur than a chemist. And that put me on the path of finding somebody that was going to help me bring this idea to life. So I spent the next six or so months after that finding different personal care manufacturers, calling them nine times out of 10, basically being not laughed off the phone, um, but I only had $5,000 set aside to launch this. And like, that is laughable when it comes to launching an actual physical product. But that's what I had set aside is like this small validation. Can I get a hundred to 500 units make and, and see what happens here? Six months into it, I finally knocked on the right door and it was a smaller personal care brand uh, manufacturer at the time that focused on uh, more natural products, family run. And within five minutes of the phone call, she was like, I'm in. We absolutely love this idea. We talked to a lot of brands. We think there's something here and we would love to be a partner with you and uh, scale it up with the budget that you have. And that was kind of the, the first break. And we spent the next six months or so formulating that first product. As you kind of alluded to, I'm not a chemist and I found that out firsthand, but I kind of knew what I wanted in the product and how, you know, how I wanted to react and what I wanted to feel like, smell like, and those ingredients. And uh, we worked together, you know, several rounds of formulation back and forth. And then about six months later, December of 2017, we launched Ball Wash to the world. <laughs> so you launched it just in time for Christmas. Yeah. So we had 500 units. We actually, it, we launched at Black Friday and we sold out of those 500 units that weekend. And Did you launch like, purely online? This was an online campaign that you designed? Yeah, exactly. So we launched it on, uh, at the time, ballwash.com. Um, we had two products of Ballwash and then Nut Rub, which is a solid cologne, um, a beeswax-based solid cologne, which is also great for below the belt. So we launched those two products. Um, as I mentioned, we sold out of our initial batch of ball wash in the first 48 hours and was like, okay, this is great. And this is also terrible because right. we have just entered into December here and we're sold out. Um, so I called up our manufacturer and said, hey, good, good and bad news. Can you make me any more? And we ended up making and selling 15,000 units in December of that year wow. uh, in 2017. And then we were kind of off to the races. 
So talk to me a little bit about how you're like, okay, this is the money I have to set aside to start a company. You know, my husband started his own company. I started my own company. I know how scary that is, especially when you're using your own money, which we did for both of our companies. So like $5,000 for people who don't know, is just not a lot of money to start any business, let alone one in which you're creating a product that has to sell. So (laughs) did you you ever think about going out and getting outside investment money or was you, were you like, we're either going to sink or swim with this $5,000? Yeah. I mean, so a little bit of a background on myself. Um, I've been involved in e-commerce startups and startups in general for the past 10, 10 or so years. So over that time, I've basically gained a lot of different skills from copywriting to uh, label design, uh, website launch. Like I, I really can do basically A to Z. So I knew all I needed to do with that money was get a product made. So I knew I didn't have to pay anyone anything else for the rest of it. Um, so even so, that was still a very small budget for it. But yeah, I wanted to see, could I launch it? Could I run a few ads and see what happened before we started scaling it up? And then, yeah, to your point, after you know December, when we sold 15,000 units, uh, that's when I started to think, you know, should we raise some money for this and continue to grow it? So we went down that path. And I say we, because in January, I reached out to an ex coworker, his name's Brock, who I worked at an e-commerce startup called Store Envy with. And uh, I absolutely loved working with the guy. And, and, the, and the day that I left Store Envy, I said, one day we're going to work together on something else. Little did I know it was going to be, you know, around balls. But I brought him in in January and uh, we basically spent all of 2018 answering the question of, was that just like a little spike and just kind of a holiday moment? Or is this a brand um, that we can really sink our teeth into? So we worked on Ballsy part-time. Again, I was at a different startup called Famebit. He was still at Storm VC and through an acquisition. So we basically spent all of 2018 building that out. We added a third product and we hit uh, $8 million in our first full year and said, okay, Let's, let's go ahead and take this full time. And, and that's what we did in 2019. So you were afraid, like maybe, oh, maybe this is like a novelty. People are just buying it for Christmas or Valentine's Day or something like that. But it's not. Yeah. It's a viable product that you are filling a void in the marketplace that maybe people didn't even know were there. Yeah. I mean, we're creating a new category you know, in the space. And yeah, I mean, we, we definitely leverage gifting and there is a novelty aspect to it. Like I get that. We can get into that a little bit more and how we use that in our marketing and how we bootstrapped. Uh, but the thing I'll, I'll note there is at the end of 2018, when we were getting towards that $8 million in revenue, I said, all right, let's go out and raise money and build out a team. And we started having conversations. We actually had you know a couple offers on the table. And basically November, it blew up and we said, you know what, let's just do this ourselves. I think we can finance the inventory. My partner, Brock, knew somebody that, that does inventory financing loans. So we, we basically decided to continue to bootstrap it. And here we are in 2021, we've we bootstrapped the whole way. We've never taken on any capital. Mm-hmm. And, and we've also grown the brand uh, to the state with really only four uh, full-time team members, three of which are my best friends. So how like, are you managing shipping? Like that sounds to me like, ooh, like I couldn't even imagine. Like, especially with that first order of 500, where you were like, holy shit, now I have to ship this everywhere. Like, how did you manage that? Did you have systems in place for that? So the first, yeah, the first orders I shipped myself. 
And yes, it was, holy shit, this is not what I want to be doing right now. Right. It was really exciting at first, like, uh, you know, like nothing like packing up those first orders and you're like, man, like these are going to people I don't know. This is incredible. Uh, but that quickly fades into like, I cannot be spending my time doing this. That was fun for a moment. And our product manufacturer at the time said, hey, we'd be happy to help you with your fulfillment which oh, okay. worked out really good for the first, you know, two years of the business, they made the products and then they would ship them out. Um, and then we basically got to a point where we outgrew what they could do. And then we've moved since then to uh, a 3PL um, who does fulfillment for us full time. So let's talk a little bit about your advertising because it is cheeky. It is fun. Mm-hmm. How are you, you relied heavily on social media, like Facebook groups and things like that, your advertising, how did you decide that this is the, did you decide that, okay, this is where we think we will have the most impact in our advertising dollars? So the first ads we launched for Black Friday were uh, Facebook ads. I think I had about four different ad sets and three of them were targeted towards males and one I targeted towards females. And and I didn't really think too much about the female audience. I'm like, this is a male product and marketed yeah. towards males. And I just wasn't, you know, thinking clearly about that. And lo and behold, the female audience, like, <laughs> was a quadruple of the amount of ROAS, a return on our ad spend that the males were. And I said, okay, like, you know, th- this makes a lot of sense. Like, once the light bulb hit, I was like, okay, well, one, like, it's a fun product for a female to buy for their guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and two, like they, they seem to really latch onto the product story with the ingredients and then it's higher quality, you know, and, and, and as natural as possible. And then the other part of that outside of just gifting is, you know, females and women buy a lot of these types of products in yes. general for yep. their household. Um, I'd always bought my own products. So I think I just kind of overlooked that, but I quickly realized that you know, a, a lot of guys, the, the, the women in their life buy these products. And to this date, you know, 60 to 65% of our customers are female. So a larger majority than, than, than males. Um, so that was a really eye-opening kind of light bulb moment early on. And then we've kind of leaned into that uh, and, and done, I think, a better and better job of just speaking to, to females, whether it's in our retargeting with our emails or just in the copy of the ads themselves. We also talk, you know, specifically to moms for buying it for their teenage boys going through puberty oh. as this like fun way to say like, Hey, you're going on with something down yeah. there, you know, there's something going on. And it's like this awkward conversation, but, yeah. and this is probably not for all moms, but for, they came to us and we, and, and they gave us this idea and they said, Hey, we're using these as puberty packs to talk to our boys. Yeah. this like awkward time where they could kind of laugh about it, but it's also like, Hey, like it's actually time to start thinking about like taking care yeah, of yourself. It's so funny. Cause like I'm of the age where a number of my friends have teenage boys and all of the girls are like, my kid smells. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's great. I hadn't even thought of that, but now, now that it, again, it's like the blaringly obvious is are things that you miss sometimes, but that, that yeah. sounds perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. It's it, and it, and again, I can't say that I had a master plan to you know market towards moms. I think honestly, we were a little bit more worried that like moms might get upset about how bold our marketing is and flag mm-hmm. it on Facebook. But we've never had any issues on Facebook, you know, Instagram, Pinterest in, in mm-hmm. terms of balls as a category. And I think it's because we strike a certain balance between being bold, fun, and playful, but also being very professional and upscale in the way that we, we market our products. Like, you know, something called 
ball wash and nut rub could be absolutely ridiculous looking. I mean, it's ridiculous sounding when you say it out loud, but like, if you look at the way that our, our labels are designed and our product photography is done, like, right. I think it gets people's attention on, you know, Facebook and Instagram. You'd be like, is that, does that say ball wash? Are we talking about, you know, balls? And, and then they click through and then yeah. it's like, wow, this actually is a, a full men's brand that is like taking this seriously, even though yeah. balls are funny so or as serious funny, as you can. It's funny that you're like, oh, is this real? Because it, it leading up to us having this conversation, I sent your website to a number of my guy friends and one of them wrote back. He's like, so this is a joke, right? And I was like, no, I, it's not a joke. It was yeah. like, I, he's like, I literally looked at it and he was like, she's kidding. She's like throwing me a joke right now. Like I was like, it's, I, I'm not. So it's yeah. funny. It, I mean, it's something that we had to go against. I mean, for balls for whatever reason have always been kind of funny. Like, always you know, funny. Like, you know, getting hitting the balls and, you know, you know, there's always been, you know, Saturday Night Live skits about, you know, beating the sweaty balls and like yeah. all these things, balls have just been a funny well, thing. No, so. right. And I'm a golfer too. Do you know how many ball yeah. jokes we tell over the course of 18 holes? No <laughs> doubt. No doubt. So yeah, I, I mean, we, we lean into that, right? Because it is funny and it is shocking and you have to do something to stand out, especially now when like, you know, online advertising is getting more and more crowded. You right. need to turn heads. But once we turn somebody's head, get their attention, like it's really on us to tell, you know, a more in-depth story about why we've chosen the ingredients we have. We make everything in the U.S. Like it's a small independent business that we're, you know, we really believe in product quality. Right. And to get that across to customers is, you know, key. So it's funny, I was having dinner a couple of weeks ago with some, with a couple of friends. Um, one couple is um, Todd and Joe, and then another couple, Jeff and Sue. And I was mentioning that I was interviewing you because Todd listens to the podcast on his um, morning runs and Sue listens to it in the car. I don't think the others listen to it. <laughs> um, and so Todd is so funny. He was like, well, I want to ask Adam a question. And I said, okay. He goes, is the taint going to get any love? <laughs> Man. I, I may not ask that question or I may. I'll see how it goes. I'll see what the flavor of the conversation is. He goes, I think he's missing some spots back Missing there. some spots here. <laughs> you know, that's not that crazy of a question. We get people asking all sorts of questions in, in that regard, but. Yes, the taint is covered. We, we like to say it's for your nuts, butt, and body, so. Okay, there uh, he will die laughing when he hears this on his morning run. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Now, one thing I want to talk about, because I think it's super important, is I know that giving and giving back is a big part of your company. So let's talk a little bit about the things that you're involved in as a way to give back? Because I think that's important that people know that about the company. Yeah, I appreciate that. So um, we've had two programs. The largest one is our ball wash give a sack edition, which is a give back. But I think what's really important about that is that bottle on the back shows men how to check themselves for testicular cancer. Um, and obviously one of the best places to do that is in the shower. So there's a little illustration, yeah. like a one, two, three guide on how to check yourself. And then we do donate uh, a portion of profits to the Movember foundation. So we partnered up with them last year. We raised $75,000 and donated it to them for testicular cancer awareness. So that's something that we started last April and it just did so well that we decided in April is testicular cancer awareness month. We just decided that it 
it's something that we wanted to keep on all the time. So yeah, that is a currently a program that, that we continue to run. And then last year when COVID was unfortunately breaking in, we were able to make a hand sanitizer um, called Flag Slayer, and we donated 25% of the profits to Direct Relief, which was for you know, people on the front lines dealing with COVID. Um, so we raised, I can't remember offhand, but quite a bit of money through that as well. Mm-hmm. We like to give back when we can. Uh, we're obviously not a not you know nonprofit, but it feels good to give back, right. and it's something that we believe in and will continue to do. You know, I hadn't even thought about that. Women are always told we're always told to check for breast cancer in the shower. You're in the shower, check. But I never even thought like, oh, check your balls for ball cancer, like for prostate yeah. cancer in in the shower. Um, That's, yeah, testicular cancer is the number one you know cancer for males. Um, right. So it's something that. You know, we overlook, even though it's hanging right in front of us. (laughs) (laughs) Have you seen competition in the space now that you've been out for your, what, three years now? Are you three years? Yeah. Yeah. We're going into a year here. And and yes. And um, honestly, it it makes me proud because when we first started, it was a lot of like, ha, this is funny guys. And now, and you know, even when we talk to retailers, right. We're like, wow. Like, here's the sales we've done and they're, they're blown away, but mm-hmm. they're like, okay, this is just kind of this novelty thing. And now we're talking to major retailers who are talking about adding, you know, a balls portion to their retail spread mm-hmm. as a new category. And I like to think of it as what beard care was like 10, right. 15 years ago, there weren't a lot of beard products. It wasn't mm-hmm. a thing. And now like beard care is a multi-billion dollar industry. And I feel like balls, as funny as it is to say is having a moment. It's being viewed seriously. And with that, there's more, you know, competition coming into the, into the market. Just recently, Old Spice released a line called Below Deck. And I've got to imagine we were kind of on the radar as like, what's going on in this ball space? We need to test it. And then our our biggest competitor is Manscaped. They have more of a trimmer. They're focused more on, on the grooming. We're on more of the personal care, but those guys have done a great job. But yeah, I mean, I think it just shows and strengthens the category as, as ball care is like a legitimate thing that's going to be here and it's going to continue to grow over the next few years. You know, anybody who's ever seen me give a speech, I always talk about this article that was written that said all of the most successful people have one thing in common, and that is a spouse or a partner who is, in, is invested in their success. And I know I've heard a lot of interviews with you and you talk about how important it was, um, how much your wife helped you through starting the company and with different ideas and marketing and things like that. And I think that's a great story. So can you talk about that a Absolutely. little bit? No, I mean, I'm really glad you brought this up. Yeah, my wife Leah has been one, the biggest supporter ever. Uh, and two, an incredible sounding board and perspective, obviously from the, the female side of the business. She's come up with some marketing ideas for us. One was our, we were trying to figure out how to market this for Valentine's Day because we didn't want it to be like a, hey, happy Valentine's Day, your balls stink. You know, that's not a great Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> but the idea of putting a slogan on it that says, I'm nuts about you. And then having ball care products in there is yeah. an endearing and fun thing. Right. And she said, Hey, like you should use a slogan. And we did it. And it's been just an absolutely you know, huge game changer for us when marketing towards Valentine's day. And then, yeah, outside of that, you know, it's always good to kind of check yourself and get a female's perspective on like the way that we're marketing and our copy. And she's been a great signing board for that. She's also jumped in and customer support when the holidays, things are going crazy. And then the other just huge moment 
that really changed everything for me was I mentioned I was at Famebit and we were going through an acquisition of Google was purchasing us. And this was right around the time that I was about to quit and take Ballsy full time. And we've got a seven-year-old daughter, actually was five at the time. And I came to her and I said, hey, I want to take Ballsy full time, but I'm working at Google now. Isn't this the dream? Like it's so, you know, it's secure. It's a great job, great pay, great benefits. And I'm just going to quit that now and like work on this ball care business. And I was having a really hard time with this, even though the company was doing really well, but I'm just not, I guess that risk, you know, I'm not that risky. And she basically like said, you're being an idiot. I don't care what happens if if the company fails or not, but you need to do this and I'll be here for you um, no matter what. And that was all I needed to hear. And I took policy full time and I couldn't be, you know, more grateful for, for her support. And it's a huge reason why we're, why we are, or where we are today. Right. So I listened to a number of interviews, podcasts that you've been on since you've started and correct me if I'm wrong, but I do Mm -hmm. think I'm the first female podcast host that you've been on. I think you are hundred percent correct. (laughs) (laughs) Broken the ground now. So hopefully there'll be more female podcasts to come. (laughs) So what's next? You have three products. We've got about 15 now. Oh, wow. Um, Okay. Yeah, it was three at the end of 2018. Oh, okay. 2019, we added BallGuard, which is now our best-selling product, which is a ball deodorant. It's basically a lotion that dries as a powder. Many guys in the past have used, you know, baby powder for sweat and chafer production, which works good, but it's just hard to apply. It's super messy and cumbersome. Mm-hmm. So we've made basically a lotion that drives the powder a lot easier to apply. So that product was launched in 2019. And as I said, it, it's our number one selling product. And then we said, people trust us with their balls. Will they trust us with other areas of their body? So we uh, launched a shampoo, a conditioner. And then this year we moved into deodorant. So uh, natural uh, deodorant, uh, face wash and face lotion. And then we've just got like a normal moisturizing body wash as well. And then a few other, you know, ancillary products, but we're trying to say, you know, to get people in, like I said, with, with the balls, you trust us with your balls. Like we also make really good, high quality men's care products for all areas of your body. So it's a one-stop shop now. And again, balls are always kind of our focus and what we'll always be known for, but. Um, <laughs> balls are you know, always our focus. Balls are always our focus. We're, we're a balls first type of company here. Um, but yeah, so we, we started to launch other products and they've done pretty well. So if people want to learn more about your product, purchase your product, it's ballsy.com, correct? It's ballsybrand.com. Ballsybrand. Ballsy brand. Okay. Or right. ballwash.com. We have both I'll put of those, a link. So. I mean, just Google ballsy ballwash. <laughs> ballsy comes up, yeah. You're going to get there. <laughs> Thanks so much. This was great. This is a great conversation. Yeah, I appreciate it, Julia. It's, it's really great to be on, and I appreciate the time, and I hope it was valuable. It was, it was for me. I, I'm sure women who are listening who are like, what am I going to get my husband, boyfriend, whatever for Christmas are like, check done. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we do a, a lot around gifting. We've got basically, it's called a gel, the Jolly Jewels sack pack. It says keep your jewels jolly on it. And then it comes with a matching set of boxers. So well, I, know, I, I grew know. up being called the family jewels for there so long. There you go. 
Jolly. Uh, Jules Jolly. My name being Julie and people calling me Jules. I was called the Uh, Jules growing up all the time. So maybe I need my own box. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll make up discount code too. I'll just, I'll call it Julie 20 and that's 20% off for anyone. Okay. I'll put that in the, yeah, I'll link to that in the show notes as well. All right. Great. Perfect. This was great. Thanks so much. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Well, didn't we just have some good, clean fun on this episode? Adam really hit the ball out of the park with his product, didn't he? Listen, if you don't know how funny balls are, it's probably because you have never responded to a vaguely phrased question with the answer, D's nuts. They're funny. Adam put all the pieces together on this, a great idea that he actually acted upon to create a terrific product that he coupled with clever marketing to fill a void in the marketplace. Now, back at that dinner with my friends that I mentioned in the episode, we had a great time coming up with suitable drink ideas for this week's episode. And Todd, who I mentioned, found one that I actually wanted to try and that we will all be drinking on Friendsgiving next week. It's called Tainted Love Shot. Get it? Because of the taint? Don't make me explain what the taint is, okay? Here's what you're going to need. One part Irish cream, one part tequila rose, one part grenadine, and whipped cream for garnish. So what you're going to do is you're going to layer the grenadine, tequila rose, and the Irish cream in, in a shot glass, in a tall shot glass. You do this by pouring each one evenly on top of each other. So starting with the grenadine, then pouring the tequila rose over the back of a spoon so it creates a layer on top of the grenadine, and then doing that same thing with the Baileys on top of the tequila rose. You top that with whipped cream, and the recipe calls for pink sugar sprinkles. If you've got that, use them. If not, don't worry about it. And that's the tainted love shot. (laughs) All right, friends. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you have a moment, please do leave a review on iTunes so that I know what you like about the podcast. Also, don't forget your 20% off code if you're interested in going to Ballsy and ordering anything. It's truly 20. So you've got that going for yourself right now. Until next week. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works.